We're coming at you from the Pork Chop Express here, and it's like Jack Burton always says, run the theme. This is Real Buzz Takes with the Real Buzz Crew. Come on, player, you know how we do. Pull up a chair, crack open a brew. Review your favorite movies and we keeping it cool. Ridiculous reels and a six-pack of boats. So get comfy, raise your glass and let's toast. Ridiculous reels and a six-pack of boats. So get comfy, raise your glass and let's toast. This is Real Buzz Takes with the Real Buzz Crew. Come on, pimpin', you know how we do This is real buzz takes with the real buzz crew Come on, pimpin', you know how we do Alright, and welcome to another edition of Real Buzz Takes. We are the Real Buzz crew. I'm Real Buzz Rob. That's Calvin. That's Keenan. Say hello, boys. Hello, boys. Howdy. Howdy dowdy. So today we're going to be covering uh, Big Trouble in Little China which had a release date of March the 2nd, 1986, was directed by John Carpenter. And John Carpenter is obviously, um, he's a legendary director. He uh, Horror specifically. He's done other things outside of horror, not a lot. But he obviously directed the original Halloween back in 1978, which is one of the biggest uh, and best horror films ever created. And another big movie that wasn't a horror film that he made was the original, he directed the original Assault on Precinct 13, uh, which had a lot of critical acclaim, and that's uh, kind of what gave him enough chops to do Halloween. He also did some shitty movies, like Escape from New York, Escape from L.A., and um, he also did... Uh, the, the other horror movies that he's really well-known for are The Thing and Christine. The Thing's good. I also like uh, Escape from New York. Escape from L.A., I could leave it. But... I can't remember which one I actually do enjoy. I always forget. Is it? I think I like L.A. Which one has Steve Buscemi? That I can't tell you. Okay, it might be New York. I can't remember. It's been a while since I've seen either of those films. So this uh, movie stars Kurt Russell is Jack Burton, Kim Cattrall, or Cattrall? It's spelled Cattrall, but everyone says Cattrall. I don't know. She plays Gracie Law. We've got Dennis Dunn as Wang Chi, James Hong as David Lopin, and then I, I don't know why I added Donald Lee in, but Donald Lee plays Eddie Lee. I like Eddie Lee. <laughs> he's a very unnecessary character but yeah. for, for some reason i like him it's, i see i didn't love eddie lee um but i he just kind of felt like he was trying to be the smug cool guy the eddie lee in the that smarter than you type guy eddie lee and the reporter completely unnecessary characters that don't do anything to drive the plot forward and really don't say or do a whole lot they're just there yeah yeah they um they do almost bang at the end though. They, he's gonna go help her find the title of her book. Oh, I think it's very heavily implied that they fornicate. Yeah, yeah. Big trouble in Little China. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> There's gonna be some big trouble in her vagina. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh. oh, okay. Boy, that's how this one's starting. Yep, yep, yep. So Kurt Russell, let's talk about what he um kind of his career arc here. So he done Escape from New York and The Thing. And this was his actually, this was his fourth time he'd worked with uh, John Carpenter. He'd done a movie called Elvis, he'd done Escape from New York, and he'd done The Thing, and this was going to be the fourth movie he did with them. Um, Wasn't he like a child actor? Like, did uh, oh, yeah, he has, like yeah, Disney he has, and shit? He, He's been acting his whole life. Right? He has credits going back, I think, to 1955. That's crazy. Yeah. And then after this movie, he did um, two pretty well-known movies. I don't know if I'd call them good. He did Overboard, Tequila Sunrise, and then he did Tango and Cash with Sly Stallone. 
I haven't seen Tequila Sunrise. Tego and Cash, I've... I haven't seen all the way through. I don't I think. I haven't seen but, it in years. Uh, that was one of those movies that used to be on HBO, and my dad would be watching. Um, so I've seen bits and pieces of it. It's what the, what was your dad call those movies? Movies for guys who like movies. Yes, yeah. that, that's exactly that's, what Tango that's and Cash is. Uh, Roadhouse falls under that um, same banner from a couple weeks ago. This one, not so much. This is more kung fu, but it's still a movie for guys who like movies. That was fucking horrible. <laughs> Calvin didn't. It, Calvin's gone on record multiple times as he did not like this movie, and I don't think I did either. But. Yeah, I, I I like this movie. I might be the only one, but I didn't love it. It's definitely got its problems, but I think that's kind of what makes it endearing in certain ways is the tackiness and the cheesiness of it. So bad acting is now endearing? Well, I'm wondering how <laughs> self-aware this movie was. I don't think it was. I think it became more like a... I think they accepted what it became, but I think originally it took itself very seriously. Well, see, that's what I was wondering. Is it John Carpenter trying to pay an homage to those like uh, martial arts... Uh, you know, shitty like B type movies, or is it um, like a, a serious foray into these this genre for him? Because he's uh, an established horror director and everything like that. So this is kind of a bit out of his uh, realm of. There are some horror know, elements, but yeah, it's a. I think I would classify this as a kung fu movie more than I would a horror film. Yeah, kung fu movie. That's what I was looking for. So, and I was wrong. Fifty five was not right. His first role uh, came in nineteen sixty two on the TV series Dennis the Menace, and Kurt Russell to this day is currently sixty eight years old. Dennis the Menace. Yeah, yeah, that was a series at one point. I just remember the films when I was a kid. I, I didn't. I don't. I've never seen the series. And shout out to his role in Overboard. You mentioned that movie too. I did enjoy that movie. Not sure up. that movie plays well today either. <laughs> I no, mean, they redid it, but with the gender reversal deal, I'm not sure that movie's made today. You're saying you can't kidnap a, a chick with amnesia and force her to be your slave and raise your children? No, not 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 in today's. Maybe Frowned upon? In, maybe in the 80s. Frowned upon? Yeah. All right. So, and I think this was the point in his career with all these movies where he really established himself as a leading man. And uh, that shows with his subsequent films. So we move on to Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall. I don't know. However you say it. Um, uh, horrible. She was god pretty bad at it. Awful. Dude, she overacted. She couldn't act right out of a paper bag. She overacted <laughs> so badly. So horrible. It was, I mean, I don't know. I, there's a reason why she never had like a really big role until S- Samantha in Sex in the City because she just, her acting was. Oh, she's Samantha in Sex in the City? I'm Samantha. I have <laughs> sex with everyone. Yeah, she's Samantha from Sex in the City. Um, wow, she definitely grew up. <laughs> yeah, she aged about 30 years. No shit. Uh, yeah, well. Um, 20, actually. Because uh, Sex in the City, I think, was 98 to like 04, something like that. And we said this was when? 86. 86. 86. Oh, shit. Oh, man. no, it's like 12, 13 years. Jesus. Anyway, um, she didn't do anything of real note before this movie. And it shows. Didn't do anything that I recognized until in 1999. Well, 98, obviously, she did Sex in the City. And then in 99, she was in Baby Geniuses. Yeah. And oh, then, shit. then Sex in the City 2. And then Sex in the City 1, <laughs> Sex in the City 2. Like, Samantha's definitely uh, the character that defines her career. It's undoubted. And that's what I said. She, obviously, she's widely famous for her role, Samantha, in Sex in the City. She did two Sex in the City movies in seven seasons. Which, I mean, that's, that's good. I mean, she definitely made a ton of money doing that. And she... Did, had lots did well in those roles, I I mean, from what I saw. And the the only other actor that was in this movie that I think is worth mentioning is James Hong, who plays David Lopin. He has an astounding 436 credits on IMDb dating back to 1955. Wow. I think because he's that stereotypical Chinese actor. Like, he will play that role and not feel bad about it. 
Well, but he's actually mostly known for his voiceover acting. Then he is for he he does do um, he has that some character Chinese acting in films sound like that because he is Chinese. Well, I know, but he's like he like oversells his Chinese accent. I think. But I think uh, other than this film, what he's really best known for is Mr. Ping in the Kung Fu Panda movies with Jack Black. <laughs> yes, yes, Mr. Ping. So he's the he's the duck, right? He's, he's it's his father, I think. Yeah, he's yeah. the yes. That's where it's from. I knew I knew that sound. <laughs> yes, that is definitely overplaying his Chinese accent. And I don't know, uh, Calvin, have you seen Blade Runner? I'm, I've seen the new one. I haven't seen the old one. Keenan, you remember? That's where he's from. He is, yeah, okay. He's the so role, he's serving him the noodles Runner, yeah. in Blade Runner at the yeah, beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Got and it. he is still working in Alive Today. I'll bet so. Yeah, he's, good for him. He's I, very old. Well, we know. We've seen how he can age. So <laughs> that wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. So the, the runtime on this film was, again, it was pretty smooth. It's 99 minutes. It seemed like it was about two hours. Yeah, it was 99 minutes too long. Yeah, and this, this movie did not <laughs> do well at the box office. Cost $25 million, grossed 11 Cost Damn. $29 million? 25 25 Yep. Holy shit. Still didn't make back half of it. That's crazy. <laughs> what, they put all their money into those stupid jumping scenes? No, it, they, it all went to that crackhead <laughs> Chewbacca. Yeah, whatever that thing was. <laughs> yeah. They never the, explain any of these creatures that pop out out of, out of nowhere. Or know? how that's supposed to be like the continuation at the end. It's like, oh, he's crawling out of the truck. There's going to be a sequel. I think, I think that was a John Carpenter, like, I'm a horror director. Let me throw this little bit of horror <laughs> yes. in this, uh, this into this movie here. A giant floating eyeball that just gets shot and stabbed in the end. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it was a floating orb that just had multiple eyeballs everything was eyes it's yeah nose was an eye yeah. tongue had an eye it was gross i didn't like it it was but what did and it they say? do explain that thing because yeah. that's like his little what what whatever it like, sees he can yeah and he was like oh that's to, right so it's like whatever it can see he can see yeah that's I, what he was I, using okay, to talk yeah. to egg egg shin at the end egg which is busted egg foo young something egg yeah young I, I do feel like there's some issues with cultural things in this film like i don't think you can name a character of chinese descent egg shin uh, shin's fine but egg, i don't know and then i don't know there's a lot of cultural things that i don't think would fly today uh yeah. the tagline for this film i was just i mean i think it was written by a toddler <laughs> it says the tagline is a mystical action comedy kung fu monster ghost story that's it <laughs> like, you you, just, just mention everything that's in the movie will you say that again it's a mystical action comedy kung fu monster ghost story yeah it probably was written by a child yeah i bet they had kim cattrall as the trailers and instead of like actually showing anything in the movie it was just her going it's a mystical magical mystical movie of comedy bah. what are you talking about the movie that has a mystical action comedy kung yeah, fu monster that. ghost story that movie yeah that. Gosh, she's bad what was her we'll role? get to that line was later she, was she the she was was she a reporter no, no she was a reporter. lawyer. Oh, she was a lawyer. Yeah, she was yeah. a civil rights activist lawyer. Absolutely she came named into the Gracie picture. Law. And how she came into the picture? How, though? Oh, I didn't pick that up. That's funny, Keenan. Yeah, she's a lawyer with the last name of Law. Interesting. Yeah. She she came into the picture because, um, and we'll I probably get to this, but we don't go beat for beat in the plot, but whenever um, Burton gets there and they have to go to the airport with uh, Wang. Yeah. She's Wang. there at the airport trying to get another person, and Wang says something like, "Oh, she's a civil rights lawyer. She always oh, that's around. right. She she was bringing that lady. Be careful with the accent, Keenan. <laughs> yeah, I realized midway through. Um, so she and then, but what I don't understand is like, because he just makes it seem like, oh yeah, like he kind of knows her casually, like knows who she is, but then she just shows up in their apartment later on, <laughs> like, hey, I'm here. It's like, yeah, wait, what the love. fuck? 
Yeah. And what that, the hell is Gracie Law doing here? Yeah, that's literally one of the lines. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the old man. That's. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. <laughs> um. So we'll move on to plot keywords from IMDb. Uh, the top five. This is the first. Well, almost. This is almost the first time we've done this segment where there's no sexual connotation associated with the plot all? keywords. Mm, there's some. There should be sexual connotation associated with this one. The top one is unsubtitled foreign language, which there's a lot of. Unsubtitled foreign language. You didn't notice they were speaking Chinese to each other? I did, yeah. yeah. I didn't think of that. I felt like those were parts I didn't need to know what they were saying. Like, you're not supposed to know what they're saying. No. So. Clearly, it was unsubtitled. Yeah. Um, the next one is mullet, which I think they're referring to <laughs> Jack's haircut. <laughs> yeah, I, guess I don't so. think it's quite a mullet. It's close. Think, yeah, it's just like, that's like uh, in Roadhouse. It was just the, the yeah. 80s haircut. It wasn't It wasn't a full-on mullet. In yeah, my I think you have to, well, I don't know mullets. We can break them down, but don't you have to have a little bit more? Super like, short in the yeah. front. Yeah. Yeah. That's more like slicked back. Yeah. Exactly. Because otherwise it's it, just it long too, hair. It's supposed to be business yeah. in the front. Yeah. It wasn't really business in the front. Yeah. Kind of like and audio listeners, which is everyone listening to this, can't see <laughs> Robbie's hair, but it'd be like Robbie. It's kind of short, slicked yep. up in the front, kind of nice. And then, and then long yeah, in the back. And shitty in the back. I'm surprised uh, this one wasn't higher on the list. The next one is negative Asian stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, followed by uh, sla- uh, sex slavery. Yeah, I was going to say date rape should probably be in it, too. Uh, Sex slavery. Sex slavery. That's kind of what that whole uh, situation was. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then whorehouse. That's the... That's That's where I would... uh, Yeah. Yeah. Those go hand in hand. (laughs) When she's in the whorehouse trying to get information. So, how's this work, huh? You say a girl comes in a couple weeks, stays around, and then uh, she gets out of here. What do you say about green eyes? He did a terrible job of trying to actually, like, play coy to get information. He's like, so how does it work exactly? You, You come in here fresh off the boat, you work a little bit, you leave, another girl comes in, is that about right? And she's like, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) She literally did say that. I don't know. (laughs) Well, you better tell me. (laughs) It just goes to show his personality. Oh my god. The Pork Drop Express. The Pork Jack Burton always says. We'll get into that. Uh, Okay. Let's go to thoughts on the film. Keenan, let's go to you first. What are your thoughts on this film? What'd you like? What'd you dislike? Uh, anything and everything, throw it at me. <laughs> I uh, I enjoyed this movie. I guess I'm the one of us that did. Um, I won't say that I... It's because you're a child. It's definitely not a great movie. I can recognize that, but... Um, no shit. I, I really... Like, I've always liked Kurt, Kurt Russell a lot, and I feel like this is a movie where he is just full-blown Kurt, Kurt Russell. This is maybe where the Kurt Russell comes from. Um, like his vibrato and the way he carries himself and everything. I don't know. He's just, I'm a big Kurt Russell fan. He's obnoxious in this film. He's super. I don't don't think he's obnoxious. I think he's great. I think he's great. I I, I pretty much love everything he does. There's the satirically. uh, He might be funny, but I don't think that's what he was going for at the time. And his dialogue and his overall bravado is horrendously obnoxious. Oh, see, I think I, I think he's going for kind of like, a. I, I see. That's where it's hard for me to believe that it wasn't, self-aware like at all because i feel maybe like it was i and i didn't do any research into it but he he i i don't know i think he does a great job there's um a couple things that i'll get into because um i don't want to go too far because i know we'll kind of go beat by beat later but not really beat by beat but you know yeah you're good <laughs> um but when they're at the airport and uh the chinese guys start like the bad gang or whatever with the guy with the version one of kanye sunnies because they only have one slit in it 
Yeah, the, I believe the name of that gang is the Lords of Death. Yeah, so they're 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 starting to attack someone, and they grab Kim Cattrall or something at some moment, and he like goes to stand up for, her, and he's like, "Hey, let's have a talk, guy." And then the guy starts pulling out all of his uh, like he pulls out like a nightstick and something else, and starts. <laughs> Flapping it all he around. Was, hey, where'd you get that? Yeah, he's like, what? Huh? Where'd you get that? Uh, like, I don't know. I thought that was great. Like, well, and you mentioned this when we talked about it off mic. He actually, and it makes so much sense now that I've heard he based his character off of John Wayne, it, which the way he what? delivers his dialogue is very, very. Yeah. John so Wayne. the very opening of the movie after it's egg, uh, egg Shin talking about you know Jack Burton was a great guy when he's driving in, he's doing this is the pork chop express. I I wrote down the very first note I had is is Jack Burton or is Kurt Russell trying to do a John Wayne impression? He was well n- more the cowboy. Yeah. What? No, the other fucking John Wayne. Yeah, John Wayne. Uh, John, you, howdy, John Wayne. partner. Yeah, hey there, pilgrim. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm the son of K D Elder Pilgrim. <laughs> Um, and you, if you go back and watch Kurt Russell in this, you can totally tell that, and it makes sense that he was drawing from John Wayne because I do respect the performance a little more, um, knowing that he was trying to model his character after John Wayne, but it's still obnoxious. What should he have done that though? Yeah, Uh, it's a fair question. It's a, it's a, a modern day John Wayne in the modern wild, wild west, yeah, which is a, ancient China in San Francisco. Yeah, it was a truck driver. And <laughs> speaking of paying homage, Keenan, you mentioned the Lords of Death and their garb that they were wearing. I almost thought that it looked like uh, he was paying homage to Kubrick or Kubrick from um, A Clockwork Orange. They almost had that look about him. Like, yeah, especially that guy's glasses. Yeah, the yeah. glasses. And it, it wasn't super blatant, but I think it was a slight uh, homage to Kubrick and those. And the um, Clockwork Orange. There were me and my three droogs drinking milk the at the Cadova milk bar. We give it the old in, out, in, out. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, mm, it's an interesting one. One of the things I think, and I don't know about, you know, you said the IMDb word, uh, negative Chinese stereotype the, or whatever. Negative Asian stereotype. I think one of the problems that this movie does have is that Mao Yin, who's like supposed to be the main oh you mean you know, the, the white girl playing a chinese person is just like yeah just get an just get an asian girl like an asian actress that why girl do you have to get uh, was blatantly white yeah her, her name is like Susie pie or something like that but she was born in like toledo or like some shit like that so i i thought she might have had some asian in her she doesn't look remotely chinese. i'm sure her i think i think she did have some asian ancestry, sure okay but, but she was not fresh off the boat yeah, bro i've got i've boat. got one sixteenth native american in me i should not be playing prominent native american role name and i they just shouldn't why not because i'm not i'm not native american you just said you were yeah 112 116 you're going up you're getting better you get a free college at 116 i actually don't know that i'm any native american i just i think i am i just made that up honestly Uh, but yeah so i i do think that's something like and and i know the whole whitewashing debates got real heated in this political climate we're in so it probably wasn't even a thought back then but uh, no I, I think honestly they just were like hey this girl's pretty let's put her in the role she looks like she could be chinese if you were bl- like almost blind yeah yeah you know. if uh yeah if you were blind and you were just feeling her up <laughs> and she said, hey, I'm Chinese. Is it like, that, I believe you. Is it that sideways vagina? <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> All right. Okay, moving on. Um, so then, uh, let's see here. <laughs> Jack uh, Burton says. It's like Jack Barton, al- oh, Burton. It's like Jack Burton always says, when one of your podcast partners is about to use a racist Chinese accent, you move on. <laughs> um, so... 
<laughs> I don't know how to move on from that. But anyway, um, I so whenever Jack gets to the city and he goes in these playing cards or whatever with Wang and his friends and all that shit, that that scene is probably my least favorite scene in the movie because I can't tell like are these guys old pals or are they about to get at each other's throats what, what the thought, fuck's yeah. going the on the dynamic like, is very it strange. goes back and forth to where they're kind of laughing and then Wang's serious and then Burton's kind of serious but then they're kind of joking and then Wang tries to hit the bottle and cut the bottle in half I see I took it that he wasn't trying to cut it in half he was trying to do what he did but he thought it would knock Jack out so he could get the hell out of there oh but he actually was trying to I think he really no I, because he talks about his mind and his spirit being in different places and yeah. that's why he couldn't make it work yeah I think he really was trying to cut the bottle yeah. in half and I also think Wang's character is a pretty noble character he doesn't I don't think he would knock someone out to get out of he's, he's like super corny fucking yeah, noble. Yeah, yeah, he is. Fucking yeah. horrible. Look at me, I'm Tommy Noble over But also here. got the chance to show that Jack Burton could like, have some serious Yeah, reflexes. the quick right. reflexes. That, that uh, comes up later in the movie. It comes back. Yeah. yeah about about at, like, <laughs> the very, very beginning and the very, very end of the movie. Yeah. Nothing in between with quick reflexes, but whatever. <laughs> um, I, well, I won't say nothing in between with quick reflexes because that fucker drives that semi down that uh, Chinatown street. like That's what I was saying. How the fuck do you drive a semi-truck in San Francisco in Chinatown? Yeah. And he just maneuvers it with such ease. And, and they could have taken Wayne's car. Going, yeah, going down alleys. Going, I, I don't understand. Like That just seems like it would be ridiculously difficult. And that's, it was. Yeah, that's the first time you meet uh, Egg Shin, too, because he's driving the tour bus or whatever, and Jack Burton <laughs> almost runs him the fuck over. There's a guy, that Jack runs over some boxes and shit, but like right before that, there's a guy standing by those boxes, and I had to go back, and he like dips out of the way. So Jack almost just runs over someone. Hits those and trash cans. I wrote down, I was like, I wonder if Egg would be talking up Jack like he was in the beginning of the movie had he known that he was the asshole in the semi <laughs> driving down fucking Chinatown, wrecking everything. Well, it should be mentioned, that entire first scene... Um, was created in reshoots because the uh, producers and the studio felt like Jack Burton wasn't enough of a heroic character. So they had they added in that entire first scene, which is never called back to, by the way. It, it, it looks like it's just added in in post. But they reshot this. They did reshoots and then they shot that scene. And it was solely just to make um, Jack Burton's character look more heroic, I guess. And he literally just says, Jack Burton is a hero. And yeah, and the scene being added at the beginning, I guess, like it kind of ruins Egg leaving at the end. Where he's I know, like, I, I wish they would have kept it out. And, yeah, yeah, I wish they would have kept it out because then, okay, you know, he's at least captured by the police at some point and questioned. Yeah, so it really ruins his whole mythical thing of I got to go on a long vacation, which I, I took it like he's going off to die because his job's been done. But nope, he gets arrested by the police. I guess I did not take the death thing. I thought he was really. I thought he was going to Maui. Oh well. Anyway. um where where was I? So egg and all that, and then they go to the alley, and you see um, the three Raidens of Chinatown. Yep. Well, first before the Raidens come down, the storms. Uh, the storms, yeah, the but they storms. look like Raiden from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> no, it, the, Mortal Kombat absolutely uh, designed that character based off of designed the Raiden character in the video game based off of these three storm characters. Yeah. I mean, it's the the uh, likeness is uncanny. Yeah. Um, little ridiculous, but you got to figure this did and come out And this character before. shoots lightning, too. I mean, yeah. I'm really surprised John Carpenter hasn't sued Mortal Kombat or whatever, Midway, whatever a company makes that video game, been like, dude, you just stole this straight from Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, well, uh, not to get bogged down, but they had straw hats. Raiden has, like, he's not really okay. straw Okay, yeah, they changed the one. It's still the same shape of a hat, though. Yeah, well, anyway, not to get bogged down in that, yeah, but anyway. I, before they came down, they're in the semi when this, like, 
you know, ninja wars going on all around him, and they're just sitting in the semi, and gunfire is all around nothing, him. They're yeah. shooting each other, and nothing it's like, the truck, do these fuckers, the do they know that they're in there and just don't give a shit, or do they... Not it, care. It like, does seem weird. They're literally not addressing the elephant in the room. Yeah, like they're they're having this <laughs> battle. This the semi, semi in the alley. They're yeah. like walking the around the, the room, semi and all semi, this shit. They're just they're having this battle around a semi truck yeah. in the middle of an alley. Yeah, and they just never address like what what the fuck is going on with the semi truck. Yeah, I've always found that weird. Who that, who does honky in the semi? Right. <laughs> exactly. And then at one point, Burton pulls out a knife. It's like, well, they all got guns. Oh, he, just pulls he pulls out, pulls out a knife like, many times. Yeah, but wait, I think this is the first time sitting in the cinema. just like, ah. It's like, that's not going to help you. But then the storms come down, and uh, I wrote this down. Uh, uh, three fucking Raidens have had enough of this fight and have to show off their sweet lightning hands and their sparkly eyes. Uh, what? You <laughs> have been drinking, you said? When I watched this? Yeah. No, I hadn't been oh, drinking. Oh, okay. No, I, I just felt poetic, I guess. But... Uh, What's funny is the three guys have different weapons. Uh, the one guy has knives that don't look like they're very useful. They're kind of like the brass knuckle things, but they're not brass knuckles at all. It's just yeah. like a shitty knife. Yeah, thing. they're like Psy, where you're just like, what do you do with that? Yeah. Go cut down some wheat. Then the other guy has a couple of back scratchers on selfie sticks. Like this yeah, is, this is like the claw thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then, but the last guy who is actually like the Raiden guy by the end of the movie, um, he has what looks like dual sided spoons on his palms. <laughs> and then whenever he grunts, like they he's got to take a shit. <laughs> and they, they, they spin uncontrollably. They spin uncontrollably when he's got a shit. And it's got to make wiping difficult with those fucking things. Um, well, I don't think he has them when he wipes his ass. You never, well, he's got to do it to shit. So I don't know. He's got to take them off, you know? Um, so those guys were were real corny, but you know it sets them up that these guys are badasses and all that shit. Uh, both the reds and the yellow guys are like, whoa, whoa! They're wearing red and yellow colors. I know, I'm fucking yeah. Happy. They like they all go. Did you say the yellow guys? Yeah, uh, they all go and hide behind the semi, you know. So it's like, oh, these guys don't fuck with uh, Lyle Pan. This whole scene, I, this is like my least favorite part because then they run over Low Pan and he kind of like starts shooting the blue light out. They're like, run away, run away. And they just literally run like five feet around a corner. And they're like, all right, we're good now. It's like, what? No, he's right there. Why doesn't he just come around the fucking corner? But speaking, speaking of Lopan, does it not bother anyone else that this is supposed to be some ancient mythical Asian figure? And his fucking first name is David? David Lopan. Well, I, I took that to be like he has been alive for forever, and now that he's alive in this modern day, he adopted this David Lopan. So you're saying yeah. back in ancient wasn't his name wasn't actually David? No, I, yeah, okay. I, I didn't think that. Um, so yeah, that uh, and Lopan. So whenever they run away, then they run back around. Then there's some other guys on like motorcycles and shit. Then they run back around and all to get to where they're going down into this basement, right? To get a little bit more exposition of what's going on. Sure. What's going on here, Wang? Wang starts explaining. People come in, and then they go down, like, this little tunnel that apparently just leads to outside. And I had to go back because when they're in the basement, Kurt Russell's wearing, like, his sweatshirt or whatever. And then they're out, and he's wearing his tank top. And I'm like, what the fuck? He took so, the jacket off. Yeah, I guess he took the jacket it, off it in the tunnel, but he's like, I don't need this fucking thing the, anymore. I'll we'll leave it there for later. Not yeah. only are there continuity issues there, I just think the way this world is set up and the way it works physically going places makes no sense at all. Like, you go into this building, and all of a sudden you go down 15 floors and water starts. It just it doesn't make sense at all. Like, the physical aspects of what's going on and where these people are going they, it just doesn't add up. That was the hell of floating dead men. 
Yeah, well, I think that um, it's supposed to be some kind of like mythical shit, like they're entering like a different realm or something. Because when they go down like one of the elevators and um, like I don't know, I just <laughs> took that day it was taking them to another realm or some shit. Because uh, when they go back with Egg and Lopan's like, oh, they used the bog forest or the they entered through the bog of the trees or some shit like that, like. They really just went through, like, some factory or some shit, but he makes it seem like some mythical last <laughs> shit that they went through. What about the, what about the room with all the dead fish? Yeah. Uh, provisions. The <laughs> Guy just buys off the head of the fish. That's so gross. That's so gross. And, and, and was Jay goes, later. <laughs> yeah. Or he goes, yeah. later. I don't know. However, he just, Jack Burton always says. So I think that, I guess, just to wrap up my thoughts, I think the first half of this movie was um, trying to... Terrible. Trying too hard to explain what was going to end up happening in the second half of this movie. I think they wanted to make a movie about this crazy, mystical-ass shit, but felt like they had to try to ground it in some way. To, to piggyback off that real quick, uh, just to give some perspective, John Carpenter originally received the script and said it had some cool elements, but was disastrously unreadable. Was not good. And... This is he rewrote it, punched it up, and this was the script. Okay, wow. well, and I Still the cool bad. elements that he was thinking <laughs> go of go back to the that. drawing board <laughs> for real. Just scrap the whole fucking thing. Well, the shit at the end with all the kung fu and stuff, I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> oh, it was like watching a live action episode of Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, so I, I just almost wish they would have just <laughs> except if, for no Super Saiyans and no fucking. If they're gonna go clouds. off the rails like they did, they should have just fully committed and just had it been ridiculous from the start. Because like the beginning makes it seem like oh there's I agree all with this you other there. shit going on. There's um, it tried to be a real movie with a yeah. real plot in the beginning. There's and sex then slavery going on. Once they go realized the that and... no, hold on, to make this work, we're gonna have to go full fucking crazy. Yeah, they just went for it in the second half. It's almost like it's two different movies. Yeah, and and Egg is not really in the beginning of the movie. Like he's at the very beginning, obviously, but um, then he's just a bus he driver. He becomes a then huge, he's a huge part. part. Of it. Yeah, and honestly, one of the best parts of the movie is that guy. He's fucking yeah. my favorite part of the movie is Egg, undoubtedly. <laughs> yeah. Drink it. Yeah. What's it do? Good buzz. Good buzz. <laughs> That's like I have that. that written down. Does egg? Does we talked about? Does egg give them ecstasy in the elevator? Uh, right before the elevator. <laughs> You'll feel pretty good. Other about people this. can't. You'll I'm feel feeling very positive and confident about yeah. what we're about to do. <laughs> That's what we were. That's ecstasy, dude. Yeah. Is it warm in here? <laughs> before anybody even said anything, you just see in the elevator and that weird, the, the overly like nice guy is just like smiling <laughs> yeah yeah it doesn't say anything he just looks at me and goes yeah they start doing like the little hand yeah. signal or whatever is anyone else rolling it? balls or is it just me <laughs> like, i don't know i don't think this shit's working man <laughs> freaking out in the corner i will say that scene no that that last scene is the only probably the scene that i liked in the whole fucking movie oh please when, they're, when they're just jumping at each other oh yeah, yeah and then when they're when they're <laughs> parallel yeah. and, the camera, and they're like hitting each other like they're, they're sword fighting mid-air just yeah. like that's remind yeah. me of dragon ball z uh, i don't remember that in dragon ball z but um then they land and wang does his little eyebrow thing or whatever too <laughs> yeah with this like guy who's like so quiet and is like buying his wife from china and then all of a sudden he turns out to be like a martial arts master yeah it was just whoa yeah, he yeah. was kind of like a, a ringer. Like he, he yeah. th there was no backstory of how like he was some kind of a kung fu genius. Yeah. But then he just kind of comes out, just like starts doing like triple flips and like fighting people midair. Oh, those sailing kicks that he, he does? was as good. Yeah. He was as good as the storms. Yeah, so that was like oh yeah. okay weird. Next one's gonna be called Hurricane Wayne. <laughs> Wang. Hurricane Wang. Wang. It's hard, actually harder to say. Hurricane Wang. Hurricane Wang. Sounds Hurricane like a, Wang. Sounds Hurricane like a Wang. title of a porno. It does. Whoa. <laughs>
Hurricane Wang. Did what dick will come out? No, I don't know. What dick will come out of this store? <laughs> and where will it go? Look out for the flying penis. Hear me out, guys. Forget Sharknado. Let's do Wangnado. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my house got destroyed by a giant testicle. By penises. Okay. And that's we should probably we should probably. All right, Keenan. Uh, anything else from you? Uh, this podcast is going off the rails like the second half of this movie. But no, uh, yeah. So I like the second half. Wish they would have fully committed. Love Kurt Russell. Love. Did you dose me with ecstasy before this podcast? I did. Okay. I dosed us all. That explains. Welcome it. to my wolf pack. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Okay, Calvin. Give me anything and everything. What you like? What you disliked? Um, I thought I just which or maybe just what you disliked. Uh, I disliked it all. Besides that last fight scene at the end, uh, yeah, I thought it was a pretty shitty movie. In the, it was, I fell asleep the first time, and the second time, I wish I'd fell asleep. So, in that scene that you like with all the fighting, I think it's unapologetically shot in a fucking mall. Yeah, like oh. there, the, the, there literally be. is an escalator that people are going down. <laughs> Neon sign. Yeah, <laughs> it's be. unapologetic. It's like Carpenter was like, "Oh, okay, we gotta have a location for this place." Will the mall? I mean, it, 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 they don't even dress it up that much. It's a fucking Thanos shopping mall. Mark. What was the Mall name? Closing what down. was the name of that show they did? It was, it's Wipeout kind of took it over, but it was like that extreme something. Oh, uh, MXC or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, what, Spike TV. that's what the set looked like was that show. It kind of did. <laughs> yeah. Almost uh, kind of like Legends of the Hidden Temple too, or something <laughs> yeah, on Nickelodeon yeah, right. back in the day. It just looked like a set that was set up in a mall. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the 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 monsters and then the just the whole fucking building like I don't know. It just was hard it's very, for me to It's very uh, convoluted. Yeah, they the plot makes no They didn't sense. like they should have just like made it a little bit more clear. I might have been easier to follow. Then Kurt Russell the whole time just fucking when he talked it felt like he was yelling at me and so I was, he was. Like, I don't know if I was ready for that. And how many times he mentioned pork chop? I don't know where the name pork chop came from. The but pork chop express. Yeah, that's why? the name of his uh, he, his truck. Yeah. Was he a trucking company for pork chops? No, no, no. That's the name of his truck. Is I the pork get chop that, express? But where the fuck did that come from? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. He just started yelling pork chop express, and it stuck. I mean, where does a name of any truck come from? I mean, something that meant something to him. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. But why? Yeah. And a lot of times when this movie starts to like ramp up and you think, all right, we're about to get somewhere. Something's about to happen. Something cool because something kind of cool just happened. Um, then they cool. stop it with people like giving the random backstory and exposition like, well, 3000 years ago, this was going on. There's and then so 20 minutes later. Oh well, let me tell you a little bit more about the story now. It's like, why don't you just tell me at all? If you right. had to tell me, tell me it all at once and not drag it on. There was so much exposition through dialogue in this film that it was terrible. I mean, it's it's almost like the characters through their dialogue just narrated the film, yeah. and Gracie Law uh, was the worst. Yeah. And what was that line you wrote down? I, I wrote it down. Yeah. So whenever they um, they've escaped from the whorehouse or whatever, and they're like, "We got to do something." Uh, Wang's like, "I'm going now, alone if I have to." And Gracie's like, "Going where? It's pouring out." The Wing Kong Exchange. The Wing Kong Exchange? The most cutthroat den of madmen in Chinatown? You can't just waltz in and out of there. Like, and he goes, like, like the, the wind. wind. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she just hits him with, the most cutthroat den of madmen in Chinatown? Right. Let me set up why this place is so dangerous. Plot <laughs> exposition right here. Yeah. And let me deliver it real bad. It, it's just, it's bad writing. The delivery was exactly bad. Spot on. <laughs> there, there, there should have been, there, sh, there was a better way to set that whole thing up. And that's not even the only time Gracie Law does that. <laughs> but but <laughs> what, what, when she's in the tunnel with Kirk Russell, and he's just, what did he say? 
Stop stop rubbing your body up on me. I can't concentrate when you <laughs> yeah. do that. It's like, what the fuck? And she also does it again when they're in the elevator, and he's like, why are you dressed like that? And she's like, I, I was getting marry. married. I have green eyes. And then they start making out. That's good. No, she goes, is this really happening? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, um, but right after that corny-ass line is delivered where she's, oh, you mean the den of cutthroat thieves or whatever the fuck, Kurt Russell is like, uh, Wang's like, I'm gonna go. Uh, team of one or something. He's like, team of two. I'm going with you. And he and then he goes, okay, you people sit tight, hold down the fort, and keep the home fires burning. If we're not back by dawn, call the president. Call the president. His <laughs> I dialogue. I thought that was great. His dude. dialogue is so obnoxious. I loved it, dude. He gives her a little wink. I'm like, ah, God, what a bad. He's such a piece of shit. I, oh, I don't I, like. I took it the complete opposite way. I was like, this guy. I'd follow this guy. <laughs> Okay, so Calvin, anything else? I know I just thought it was creepy. The old guy when he had the two people, that he had the two ladies, and he was like, "Oh, you mean oh, great? I can sacrifice one and live out my earthly pleasures with the other." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> been waiting years for yeah. that. So, which one do you think he sacrificed? No, he uh, says he would sacrifice Gracie, Gracie Law. Law for sure, and I think that's a great choice. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, she'd be commentating the whole you imagine like, begging oh it. yeah you're right yeah if you she's... mean you're gonna take your pants off right now are you gonna <laughs> stick your penis in my vagina the place that it belongs and what you're supposed to do while having coitus well you keep coitus as a theme in these last couple podcasts yeah i'm trying to up my uh, vocab game you want me to put it where <coughs> but yeah you know if we stick it there we might have children <coughs> <laughs> if we stick it here god can't see it <laughs> Okay, so we'll go with my notes now. I don't know. Maybe this. I'm being a little too woke here. Is the name Chinatown? Yeah. Is the name Chinatown not slightly problematic? No, no. It's like calling like if there was a bunch of people from Africa calling it Africa Town. What? Hey, Chinatown's like they're proud of Chinatown though. Yeah, they're proud of Chinatown. Okay, they're proud of Chinatown. It's like Little Italy. Yeah. I posed posed the question. I didn't. I wasn't sure. Um, You're just looking bait. Yeah, you, uh, okay, that's fair. You've been no. hanging out with PC Principal for too long. Yeah, yeah I mean, Christ, safe, safe spaces, guys. I need safe oh spaces. God. Go to Quick Trip. <laughs> that actually is a safe space. <laughs> I know it is. They have the signs up with <laughs> the guy looking like he's <laughs> like grabbing someone from behind. Those, those signs are hilarious. Uh, so, my, does Jack Burton think he's some kind of CB radio pundit or DJ? Who the fuck is he talking to? He just likes to hear himself talk. Right. I think that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Who does he think is listening? Jack Burton always says, hey, Macarena. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I think, uh, what's that movie? Uh, Joyride, where it's like candy cane. Yeah, yeah the, the suspense yeah, film, I Paul like, Walker. Yeah, and on. then. Uh, what's her uh, name? That weird ass girl. Uh, Lily Sobieski. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh fuck! You remember all that? I, I've got a brain that remembers useless shit. <laughs> like, hey man, I said the other two stars in the film. I'm just saying, I don't know how you guys put your minds to those. Uh, but anyway, um, and what's the one Smokey and the Bandit? Like these movies have established that CB radios, truck drivers, talk to each other. You know, they just yeah. go around on CB radios. So. But no one ever responds to him by CB. Right? He has <laughs> no gratitude. Literally, there's just no talking. response. They're just talking. He like he could do the the same exact thing, not do it over the radio, and it has the same exact. Effect. Well, I think he yeah, is he's probably like talking to him. Person. Yeah, he's talking to himself in the car anyways. Might as well pick up the CB while you're doing it. <laughs> he is a massive narcissist. He's just walking away. Yeah, that poor chap express. <laughs> it's like Jack Burton always says, if you're going to talk to yourself, make sure you do it over a CB radio. 
We'll cut that out. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyways, so we already talked about Wang's fiance. Uh, Mao Yun looks nothing like an Asian person at all. Wang's Mang Thang. And um, okay. Uh, let me go here. Da, da, da. We talked about a lot of this. I mentioned this a lot in your notes, Keenan. Oh, so during the scene where the uh, semi trucks parked in the alley and they're having that big battle, and there are just gabs of automatic weapons being fired. And Jack Burton pulls out his knife and clutches it like he's about to get in the fight and do yeah, something. Yeah. It's insane. Like, but, And what what are those boots he's wearing? Those boots are so fucking ridiculous. I didn't notice the boots. but You didn't notice? How could you not notice those boots? Those boots were made for walking. Jesus Christ. He's coming off the rails. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't know what the boots. Were. I I didn't notice the boots. I did. I did write down something about the knife though, because it's like, yeah, let me bring a knife to a gunfight. That's what he did. Yeah. Well, and he actually didn't even bring it because he just sits there in the uh, the truck with Wang. And so I think this was stylistically intentional, but there's a lot of um, a lot of rough edits during the fight scenes, where uh, a lot of jump cuts. Where you'll see someone kicked, and then there'll be a jump cut, and they'll just be bouncing in the air like they came off a trampoline. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or like propelled from some rocket launch thing. I do think that stylistically, uh, I think that that was intentional. I think that was a choice. It yeah. kind of had that kung fu movie feel. Yeah, well, every time they go to like throw, like that, the guy was like throwing the bombs or the little whatever he was throwing at people. What the guy from the egg shin? They would just like yeah. people would just fly. Yeah, big, ex- big yeah. explosions. Then little China. <laughs> and uh, Gracie Law's character clear, and I, I guess I kind of had some backstory with this already because I know Kim Cattrall doesn't have green eyes, but I thought it was super apparent she was wearing green contacts. She doesn't have green eyes, huh? No. Yeah. Well, I was like, those are some Keenan, really you green need eyes. To rewatch Sex in the City, I would need to watch Sex in the City. <laughs> Whatever. Don't act like you haven't seen every episode. I used to try to uh, turn it on and hope that I'd see a boob. Yeah, the early HBO days. Yeah, back when I was like 12 years old. Yeah, when back it was when on like, TV. like real sex was on. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, and then you had, uh, what was the the, the Bunny the, Ranch the show? The Bunny Ranch Yeah, show. man. I think that guy died. He did. Yeah. He was running for office, and he, he was, or at least was going to, and he died. Oh, rest in peace. Dennis something. Can't think of his last name. The Miller. Miller. <laughs> <laughs> We're both dynamite dropping. <laughs> Jesus. We're on fire. So I'm thinking 35, I, I paused it 35 minutes into this movie. I'm like, I can't fucking believe there's another hour left. Yeah, I paused about 10 minutes in. Jesus. <laughs> Fuck. There's a lot of 80s overacting, which we've talked about. Gracie Law is definitely the worst uh, uh, offender of this. Kurt Russell. I thought that little Chinese guy, too. What was his name? The, Wang? Wang. Yeah, Wang was, uh, Wang was, Wang was overacting. Uh, it was definitely like, way, way over the top. My mind one. No wonder I couldn't cut the bottle in half. <laughs> I mean, I felt him there, though. And uh, can we talk about old man Lopan for a minute? Because he's fucking terrifying. I yeah, did he, write down. He is creepy super looking. gross. Looks yeah. like, uh, kind of looks like Deadpool. Like if he had grown some like long ass no, de- baseball hair. Deadpool's face, less. Hair. I think he's less uh, offensive creepy. looking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's a real buzz take. Whenever he's transforming back to like the ghost form of him where he looks young, though, and he starts like lighting up all orange and glowing from the inside, like, whoa, that shit's creepy <laughs> as hell. 
But I couldn't tell. Was Lopan supposed to be like intimidating and creepy, or was he supposed to be kind of funny? Because he was kind of funny when he we were talking about. It. Again, like, this goes oh, this back. This just pisses me off to no end. This it's this like, Cartman this, little bitch. This goes back to intention. <laughs> I, like you were asking whether or not it was a choice, and they're intentionally being self-aware and trying to be funny, or if it's just aged and now it is funny. I don't know. Um, it's it's funny now. I feel it like it, is funny it was now. supposed to be kind of a comedic action movie, so I'm assuming it was supposed to be funny then, too. Yeah, I, the more I think about it, I think you guys are right. I think What's this, the tagline? Didn't it say comedy or something in it? it comedy, horror, action, film, It Asian didn't say comedy. It's still, let me go back to my notes. It says it is, well, where is it? Ah, it's not important. No, here we go. I got it right here. It is a mystical action comedy, kung fu monster ghost story. So it did say comedy. comedy. Yeah. So it was intentional. All right. Pan. I was telling Robbie, I feel like the most that I've seen this was when I was a kid and it would be on. I feel like it was on Comedy Central. You did say it, and I was surprised. I didn't realize it was on Comedy Central. I, I could be wrong on that. It could have been VH1 yeah. or something else, but it was on TV all the time. I know that. One thing like HSN. HSN, the home shopping network. <laughs> yeah, probably were. Late Make night. your house like Chinatown. I think I saw this on <laughs> CNN a lot when I was a kid. Yeah, probably so. Okay. It was the Bush years. <laughs> what? <It was> weird <laughs> shit on CNN. So, and, the, and I think this this movie finally kind of made me come to terms. Told you there was big trouble in Little China. <laughs> Sorry. Jesus Christ. So I think I finally came to terms with the fact when I was watching this movie. I don't think I'm a big kung fu movie guy. I just don't think I enjoy it that much. Yeah, there, I... I haven't really seen any Bruce Lee movies ever, but I feel like based on this, like those movies are supposed to be serious. They're taking themselves seriously. Uh, and I don't think that yeah. I would be able to get into them, but I don't know. I, I've never, but I never love Kill Bill. Shot. That's kind of a Kung. I like the Kill Bill films. Those are kind of, Kung yeah, but that's Quentin well, Tarantino. Yeah, that's true. Have you ever seen that movie? Kung Pao enter the fist. It's terrible. It's unwatchable. <laughs> I, I refuse. I've met Kevin Nealon walking. He was just walking around the lake one time and I drove by him. He's doing a comedy show here somewhere. And I legitimately wanted to be like, Kung Pao Enter the Fist was one of the most unwatchable movies ever, dude. See, when that came out, I was probably like eight years old or some shit. So I thought it was the funniest shit ever. But I'd, I'd probably have to go back and watch it again. Dude, it's so bad. It's like an actual movie just redubbed, right? And then they no, put no, no, him in there? No, Oh, I don't know. I'd have to rewatch it, maybe. I, I don't know. I think but. they just did it where they just made the audio not match up. Oh, okay. Like, but I think it was all fully filmed i don't think they just inserted kevin nealon into an old kung fu movie i think there's copyright infringement problems with that anyway yeah um oh we we gotta we gotta talk about the one fuck that was used in this movie it's a pg-13 movie it's a great i think this line's hilarious oh yeah no i laughed watching it it's um i don't know where where are they set the scene keenan so it's whenever they're um you know, preparing for the final battle or whatever with Lopan and they got egg shit with them and they're down there. And, um, I think it's right before they drink the ecstasy and they're like in a little office or something, trying to figure out how to keep going farther. And Wang calls Burton over. He's like, Jack, hollow, hollow. Fuck it. It, it Hollow, hollow. Fuck it. And he just cuts through the scene. They're like knocking on the door and they figure out it's hollow. And he's go hollow, hollow. Fuck it. And he just cuts through the thing. I thought that was so I just great. find it funny that they had one fuck to use. And I. it was funny. I liked it. But I just find it weird that they used it there. It was a throwaway yeah. line. But it, it made it me It was laugh. a throwaway line. It right. wasn't like a really impactful line that you remember. It's just that's where they used fuck. No, at no point in on time where they're like looking at all the mystical stuff that's going on. Nobody says, what, what the, the fuck? fuck? <laughs> exactly. It just doesn't yeah. make sense. The well, from now happening? on in my life, when I knock on something and it's hollow, it's going to be followed by fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. Hollow? <laughs> hollow. Yeah. Fuck it. You probably should. I mean, if there's something, yeah, I would. 
I'll cut through it. Yeah. Well, it's back there. All right. Uh, well, boys, that was good. Uh, appreciate all of your input. We're going to move on to it's time for Tipsy Trivia. Tipsy Trivia. Okay. So we all know the rules. We've got five questions. Speak, hold on. First of all, that kind of looked like Man Bear Pig. Now that I'm thinking about it, that creepy ass monster. Oh, oh that, it that, did. That, that like, yeah. Oh, and before we start <laughs> tipsy trivia, how about the guy that uh, he's thunder or whatever of the storms whenever he sees Lopan dead and he starts just like expanding <laughs> and blowing up? He's, oh, we, he's steam, not going to stop. <laughs> he has the steam coming out of his. I can't believe we didn't up. mention that. Yeah, well, he does it in the middle of the film once, kind of, where he starts to kind of. Um, he's expands to get him off of him. Uh, yeah, for lack of a better word, like he attempts to implode. And then he actually does he implode Not by him. choice at the end of the movie when Lopan is dead, or does Lopan dying some kind of trigger his implosion? I, I don't think know. It just pisses him off, and, and so he just gets control. so mad that he implodes. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense, but it is very. Funny. He definitely seemed like he was the top dog out of those three yeah. guys. He was the most right hand man. It seemed like, um, and we also get the the callback in this scene when Lopan gets the uh, knife. Yeah, like he throws a knife yeah, at him, yeah, yeah, yeah. hits the gong, and I thought that was great too. Kim Cattrall kind of looks at him like, "What the fuck?" He's got this look like, "Ah, oh, shit." They, they did, they did seven up. reaction shots yeah. to that miss, and they're all very bad. Yeah, and Lopan, whose only defense was holding May win, just lets her go, like throws her back to Jack. Like at that point, you could just run away, but he picks up the knife, nice knife, throws it at him, then throws it back, and all about the reflexes. So, yeah, which is the callback to when he caught the yeah, bottle. Callback to the beginning. That Huang was trying this? to chop in half. It finally paid off. But anyway, back to Tipsy Trivia. Okay. Derp, 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 derp. We all know the rules. You have five questions. You get all. three of the five right. You're safe. If you don't, you got a shotgun of beer. True or false? There, well, there's a true false in here. It's all The true false are always easy, too. Okay. How many films has John Carpenter and Kurt Russell worked together to date on well we know there were four mm -hmm. to begin this movie with. it's it's this it's, was a it's, four. it's multiple choice okay so four six five or eight <laughs> god damn it uh, six five. six keenan wait is that right i don't i'm not going to divulge that he he moved on from it very fast like keenan uh, five the correct answer is five God, what the fucking fuck? How do you always get this right? Oh, shit. Okay. I figured one more so after one more, this one. Yeah, right. Another. Uh, what was the movie after this? Because this was the fourth. Yeah, uh, shit. I had this written down. Um, they did. Oh, yeah, yeah, It was lost in L.A. Or Escape L.A. It was oh, in like 96. Yeah. Small trouble in big China. <laughs> <laughs> Remember? Not very much trouble. He lost his passport in China, couldn't get home. It's small trouble in the big China. <laughs> That's where that uh, monster comes back. <laughs> That's the sequel. Guys, we've got a script written already. Yeah, we got it. Let's get this greenlit. Let's Kurt get Russell's John Carpenter active, on maybe. the phone. John yes. Carpenter's still alive, I think. No idea on that one. Maybe not. I'll have to look that up. Okay. Second question. Another famous Asian-American actor was supposed to play Huang, but the studio nixed the idea. Who was it? Jackie Chan. Can I please give the... Fucking yes. Okay, was it A. Jet Li, B. Carrie, uh, Hiroyuki <laughs> yeah. Tagawa? Yeah, not him. He, oh, well, maybe him. He, <laughs> if you had, he if played, you had to put him in. He played uh, Johnny Tsunami's grandpa in Johnny Tsunami. Ah, hey, Pono! <laughs> yeah, Pono! Yeah, that's him. 
Uh, <laughs> what a fucking throwback that is. C, Jackie Chan, or D, Ken Watanabe? Jackie Chan. Yeah, I'm going to say Jackie Chan. Too. It was Jackie Chan. Fuck yeah. All right. Jackie Chan was supposed to originally I do it. This, and I, I think this film would have been substantially better had, well, I no, thought, but Jackie Chan doesn't really deliver dialogue that great. No, but I thought one of them, when they were marching in with the armies with the truck was in the alley, I could have sworn one of those was Jackie Chan. Maybe he had a role in the movie. I don't know. I don't know. Because he, he definitely was supposed to be Wang, but then the studio, and I don't know this for a fact, I would imagine probably in 86 was probably like, yeah, he can't speak well enough to yeah. deliver lines because he only kind of could in Rush Hour, which was 20 years later. I think he still only kind of can. I think he yeah. holds on to that hole. That's definitely. He's, not speak English. He's he's a great stunt guy. He's fantastic. I, his, I, his, I think he would have pulled off the whole, even if he can't speak as well, like the whole vibe I think Wang was trying to go for was yeah. kind of like, sure. oh, funny well, and he stuff. But brought over that girl straight from China. Like, clearly yeah. he's like not trying to assimilate. I think it would have been better with Jackie Chan. Yeah, I think so too. It could be. Most movies would have been Titanic, only missing Jackie Chan. But you know what? Maybe he dodged a bullet because this movie was fucking horrible. Gone with the Wind would have been so much better with Jackie Chan. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So would have, uh, yeah, Gone yeah. with the Wind. That's what I was thinking of. Okay. <laughs> Next question. This is it true or false? Your favorite, Calvin. Fucking name. True or false? This movie was originally written as a 19th century Western. True. That's a weird fucking thing to say if it's not true. Like, just say false okay uh, no i'm not going false i'm saying true as okay, well it, it, that is true i was trying to give okay. you a layup here i know all I'm right just saying, like that's it's that's very a much weird true. ass question for it to but but and honestly that just gives the audience the listening audience a little kind of key into that this script was originally written as a 19th century western so it wasn't supposed to be set in modern day in san francisco or anywhere yeah and it kind of makes sense for Kurt Russell doing John Wayne Cowboy. Well, how would they have had these big-ass buildings then if it were... Uh, Dude, oh. they, they wouldn't have. It would have been an entirely different movie. Yeah, yeah, which probably should have been then. That would have worked a lot better. No, it wouldn't have. I completely disagree. You don't think so? No, I... I, I fucking horrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anything would have been better. <laughs> so uh, this, is, this is a tough question. So I, I gave you uh, two answers instead of four to choose from. Wang's fiance's name is Mao Yin. What does that roughly translate to? Roughly translate to? It, does it translate to Green Dragon or Cat-like? No, it's Green Dragon. Keenan? Well, I'll say Green Dragon, but I'm safe. It was Cat-like. Oh, Calvin, no. you're dead. Because it's, it's Meowian. <laughs> did you make this shit up? Yeah, you that definitely like did a just bad make joke. that up. Yeah. It sounds like a bad joke. It's definitely true. I, I No, I researched this. Meowian. Meowian. <laughs> Meowian? It's, it's, it translates to... I, that's why I thought it was funny. I'm like, oh, cat-like, like, Meowian. God damn it. How do you spell her name? Uh, <laughs> M-A-I-O. I got it already. Yin. Yeah. Okay. In tradition, as we always do, the final question will be, not for all movies, but for this one, again, how many people died in this movie? God damn it. He's right. I didn't. I did. I researched this, man. Meow yin. Meow yin. Is it A fifty two, B thirty eight, C sixty, oh, or D forty six? I was. I was too busy translating. So, what was the question? How many people died in this film? Fifty two, thirty eight, sixty, or forty six? Fuck. Yeah, this is a fun one that we always get wrong. 50, one more time. Fifty two. Fifty two, thirty eight, sixty, forty six. 52, 38, 60, 46, 52, 38, 60, 46, 52, 38, 60, or 46. Four, eight, six, it's definitely not the last one, and it's not the first one. 52, 
52, 32. It's, that's ridiculous logic. <laughs> it's B. No, it's not. It's D, 46. Ah! <laughs> ridiculous logic. Moving on. So we're going to move on to the over-under Rotten Tomatoes. So I'm going to set an over-under, and or well, I'm going to set it, and you choose whether you take the over or the under. Under. I haven't said anything yet. <laughs> Awful. All right. The critics. Uh, uh, the critics, I will set the over-under at 70%. Under. Keenan. Oh, under, yeah. Wrong. Oh. Critics gave this a 79%. What the fuck? Really? Audience, I'm going to set at a 75%. Over. Well, I'll probably agree. Yep, 82. Hmm. Yeah. Apparently, this is popular when it came out. No, this is actually considered a good movie. Why? I, I, I like it. Yeah. Uh, the, the general masses do, too. I'm just weird. Okay, so... It's, I, I wouldn't consider it a good movie. It's a good, bad movie. I think it was considered a good, good movie. Roadhouse right. is a good, bad movie. Yeah, this is fucking horseshit. <laughs> it was tough to watch. I didn't, I, I didn't, it was so hard to watch. I didn't find myself constantly pausing Roadhouse wondering how much time was left. <laughs> I, know, I, right? I did with this movie. <laughs> I was like, stop like halfway through trying to figure out Keenan's X-ray shit because I was like, I can't watch it. I just need to Did like, you say Keenan's X-rated shit? Yeah. Tune in. <laughs> Keenan's X-rated shit. That's the, that's the next podcast. All you ladies <laughs> out there. Keenan's X-rated. Yeah, but you have to do your... <laughs> boop, 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 boop. No, you, no, you have to do your Sam Elliott voice. Of the clap. Yeah. Welcome to Keenan's X-rated shit. Either. I'm your host, Keenan Roberts. You, you gotta kill the motherfucker. I'm gonna get down inside Which, your soul. We did. We girl. watched it again. So we. Uh, this is a tangent. Well, well, no, no, please go ahead. I said we watched it. Uh, Michaela and her dad watched it. I made him watch this so they could listen to the podcast. Roadhouse. Yeah, and uh, and I didn't realize that that. Sam Elliott's line was when he, the guy pulled the gun out. Jimmy pulled the gun later. Yeah. He says, when a guy pulls a gun on you, you got two choices. And we talked about that. Yeah. And then we watched it again. I was like, holy shit. He pulled the gun on him. And so that's why he ripped his throat out again, because that's what happened. He said, oh, don't feel bad. Oh, nice. He ripped his throat out. And that's how he killed that one guy. And he felt so bad about it because the guy pulled a gun and he had no choice. And that's Dalton. what Sam Elliott said. Don't feel bad about it because when somebody does that, you either you you run or you die or, or you, you kill, kill the, the motherfucker. motherfucker. So he pulled it again and Dalton fucking ripped his throat out. Yeah, that's what happens. Is Roadhouse a kung fu movie? Roadhouse is definitely a kung fu movie. No, it's and not. It's I not. Sorry, it it's not a kung fu movie. It's a Tai Chi movie. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't know. I don't okay, know. well, that was a different podcast. We already covered that. All right, so final segment, drinking buddy segment. You choose one character or characters that you would get irresponsibly wrecked with. I would. I'll go first. Please, yeah. Calvin, go ahead. Um, if it's not Egg Shin, then it's no one. I'm gonna just I, fucking get plastered by myself and hate this movie. Egg Shin was was my choice as well, but I'll go with my second choice was Eddie Lee because I just felt like that character was left so unexplored. I don't know. Maybe he'd be fun to drink with. Eddie Lee. Which one was Eddie Lee? The guy who uh, kind of, in, they insinuate that he fucks the reporter at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, yeah. He's going to go help her find the title. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you can come over and help me find the title, I think Ooh. is what's it. Um, well, I'm going to say Jack Burton. I think it would be awesome. Hey, partner, sit on down here at the bar. I've got a shot of wild turkey for you. That's too John Wayne. That's not Jack Burton. That's John Wayne. I don't yeah, know. But... I was pretty fucking close. <laughs> I think that does a good job of covering John Wayne. Uh, an impersonation. Okay, to end the episode, here's what we're going to do. 
We're each going to go around the table and we're going to give our own it's like Jack Burton always says line and then insert an improv line. Damn, I blew my load on the Macarena one. Well, I think we've each done that one was pretty good. <laughs> Shit. Um, it's like Jack Burton always says, don't blow your load too early, Calvin. Is that is that your official one? <laughs> or that, you... nah, man. Yeah, I'll go with that one. Uh, it's like Jack Burton always says, the cops. The, the bears. The bears. Ah, oh, fuck you. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I just... This, fuck this movie. Man, you really, out. you really killed that punch. That's, it's like, why, that's why Jack Burton... <laughs> yeah. It's like Jack Burton always says, you only shit in a cup when you don't have a pot to piss in. All right, good podcast. <laughs> you only shit in a cup when you have two girls. 